great. Hi, Lowell. Dave, I'm glad we backtracked because um, you have some regular followers that look for what you're doing. And um, I've certainly heard from them the last time when they didn't see something from you, either you or I. And, right. um, you know, I, I don't think either one of us ever thought that we were going to start to do something that would become a regular show. Um, but looking back at that whole scenario, there's enough new information coming out that is real-time experience that other people need to be aware of. Uh, we don't do it anymore to prove what we know. We do it to help the others around us just get triggered a little bit more. Uh, and that's their validations. You know, again, we're past the point of trying to <laughs> help others if they're not already awake. And it's not our job to force them awake. They'll all move there in their own process. So in the meantime, we're going to be economical with our time and spend it with time with people that get it. This week, there were three new people that popped out of nowhere after you know the last blog I put out. One, um, Jody, Jody Dean actually uh, is in Britain, and um, he's been in his spiritual world and has an enterprise around that for I want to say maybe ten or fifteen years now, and. Um, saw what I did and reached out. And so what we thought was going to be <clears throat> like a 15 minute zoom session between he and I to get acquainted because he wanted to interview me for his own podcast. We were on for an hour and 20 minutes. You know how it gets. And by the end, um, as an observer, it's interesting when I see these people that have been in this community for you know a while, and yet when we sit down and have these discussions about you know wisdom downloads, all of a sudden they're looking to get to another level, and that's great because that's what we're here for. Those are the people that we're looking for, not the millions. If they come, great, but you and I have already kind of. I don't want to say dismissed, but we don't spend our attention on, on people that don't get it right now because there's so many that do. And here's another one that showed up. So anyway, while we were having this conversation, he's looking over my content because he hadn't really deep dived into it. And he is planning a, a retreat of his own. And he has done that for a while. Small, intimate thing. And he's going to Bali. Well, of course, when I heard that, the first thought through my head was, why do you need to go to Bali to experience those things? But he had a damn good reason, and he articulated it well. There is some energy there that he understands how to manipulate. And so there'll be a, you know, a tribe that goes there. But um, then we started to look at my circumstances. And there is some type of – it's not a festival. It's not called that. But in Glastonbury – and at the end of September, there's some type of pretty good sized, you know, event with lots of speakers. When I looked at the event, it's a lot like the things we do here, same kind of speakers, but, in, you know, making the tour. 
Um, and he said, you need to be there. He said, I know the organizer. I'm going to reach out to him and give him your information. Would you be interested in presenting at this conference um, in Glastonbury at the end of September? Well, you know, reach out to him, see what he says, and then we'll go from there. Then he had some other idea because he's been in Romania a few times and he's drawn to go back there. And he said, what would you think about, you know, going to Romania after that? So things are blossoming in ways I certainly never saw. Now we'll see how it all really pans out, but um, it fit in the timeline of after the retreats that I had blocked out that, you know, you and I were going to participate when we could, that really ended at the end of September. So the nature of the timing seems to be pretty good if, you know, these pieces fall together like that. Then I had a podcast, or I'm sorry, a Zoom session with a girl who's been a yoga instructor for hmm, God, a long time now. She's originally Brazilian, but she's in uh, Vancouver now. But it still has some kind of effort where she crosses over with some, you know, effort that she's doing in Brazil with, you know, mental illness, you know, health improvement. And so that was a, a newfound person who has, you know, kind of been aware of all this. But she like plateaued out and all of a sudden she heard about Lemuria in the same way that when I heard about it the first time, she was just hungry to find out more and stumbled over me. And that was another one hour and 27 minute conversation. So there's other things that are blossoming that are coming at me. And, you know, the tarot readers that I do follow there's, there's maybe four of them and at least two of them and i want to say more said earlier this week there would be some other opportunities that came along then i've i've received three emails asking me if i'm interested two of them are in interviews and whether i do them or not you know, i see what they are they're cute little pockets but i don't know that it's me the other one is um one i'll talk to you about offline because I, I do <laughs> want your opinion about it. But, no, I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate the the green room session because you got to have them sometimes. For this one, we do. There's some merit to the idea behind it, but you need to understand the whole umbrella. And I can give you my experience with you know said entity today. Okay. Okay. Let but me. We'll uh, do that. Maybe after this. Okay. That sounds like a good idea. Let me turn my camera back on just two seconds. It's better. Can you see me? I can. Perfect. Uh, well, you know, it's no, it's no wonder that he's going to Bali for that event. Uh, there are specifically right now in East Asia, in the South Pacific island chains, uh, Micronesia, uh, Philippines, Mindanao, Iniwetok, Guam, the military base on Guam, Thailand, over the last seven months, Thailand, Bali, and Java, there are communication portholes opening up. They're being put in place. These, hmm. communica these communication portholes are coming from different star families in order to help humans feel why 
and understand why they're there or why they're being gravitated towards there. Uh, there was a whole bunch of portholes that opened up in Hawaii uh, about three years ago, and it caused a lot of a lot of us to want to shift. A uh, one of us to shift over to Hawaii, uh, and I can understand why people are attracted to Hawaii. There's a porthole that's opening up right now in the Florida Keys, and the all the key islands on the uh, Florida coast, there are communication areas that are going to start opening up, and people will be strongly gravitated towards those. I'm, I'm bringing this up because last night we were discussing uh, parallax, which is when two orbiting bodies have a body move in between them and the immense amount of energy that's exchanged during parallax. And one of the things that I had brought up last night was, hang on, this is a helicopter. <laughs> but, you know, they're looking. One of the things that I brought up last night that was important was to let people know that they need to think about parallax occurring here on Earth between constellations. And this touches on your observations of the star you were looking at a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. And then what's happening right now is if you consider, let's just use typical mainstream science, astronomical units and light years as an example. Andromeda is 300 million light years away. Uh, the Pleiades are four. The Aldebaran system is 65 light years away. They are communicating to each other with different forms of of energy that is produced by their stars. They can communicate using stars like beacons and searchlights. Right now, the Earth, as it's moving in its part of the arm on the spiral uh, portion of our galaxy. You went mute. There you more, go. It's, it's okay. As we're moving away from some of the constellations and star systems that were blocking galactic energy coming towards Earth, we're now moving into these almost radio signal areas between constellations and star bodies. <laughs> Let me insert this because, you know, <clears throat> after our discussion, I spent some time last night going back to look at those two videos. First of all, the one I'd shot of Rigel. And when I looked at it more in detail and I zoomed in as far as I could, when I looked at it now, it looked like it was shooting symbols at me. The more you looked at it, the more you saw the symbols inside of it. None of them were the same. And they were just manufactured by, you know, when the light would change. And if you saw that coming your way, to me, it's like that compressed sigil is opening up and you're seeing each one of those packets of light come at you. Then <laughs> I went back to look at your incident after your podcast that night. 
and the ship that was lurking in the neighborhood until it saw you and responded and then split into two. Um, that's just communication between us. It, to me, when it was all over, I was thinking that that was like Morse code, cosmic Morse code. It is. It's it's a it's a type of of, of lighthouse information on a galactic level. You see, it's it's no strange coincidence that Earth is resting in between these huge galactic bodies that are communicating with one another, because I believe that in those messages of one star speaking to another star, that there are some of those symbols are, are meant for us. And so the light impacts our planet as it passes past it. Absolutely. You and I know <laughs> well enough already that there have been downloads that we had to look back to understand that we received. And over time is when they unpacked. It's not like you get this stuff and wham, I get this whole new archive of information at my disposal immediately. It doesn't work like that. Once Just you get adjusted to the new vibrations, then you can interpret what they're sending. Yeah, just looking at the stars is changing. Oh, yeah. Okay. The way we look at stars is changing. I mean, it's one thing to have a interstellar conveyance come down because you've been thinking about reaching out to beyond Earth sentience. It's one thing to have their ship come down and flash you. It's another thing when you realize that their star is also flashing and that the star is representational of the species that live there. The star is a, is a marker that is also sending a beacon out to spread joy and kindness and hope through the galaxy. The opening up of these communication portholes is another way for me to let people know that you're going to start feeling really powerful synchronicities right now. And all of you are going to start having these deja vu moments and these synchronicity moments where there's a better word or a better way to describe, oh, I can't believe this has just happened because you must believe that it's just happened because these are real value systems that are coming through the timeline, which is shifting. Time is changing again. It's going fast and it's going slow. Time is this beautiful tool that wants you to know that it will be adjusting itself and readjusting itself according to the dimensional shift that we're going into because time is not the same for them. When you're a third dimensional being, you feel time as a linear, uh, uh, eternal stream. But when you're a higher dimensional being, you see time more as a shape. And the shape is almost like something that expands and contracts. So time has to exist within all of our existences. But time right here on Earth is changing. Okay, so this morning... I gave a lot of thought to starlight. We're not just looking at stars anymore. We're looking up at stars that are communicating to you directly because they're starting to realize that if we can just gaze upon the heavens, they can send us messages that just through the flickering of stars from their systems. And as a powerful beacon, it's a great way to be assured that that light reaches earth. And it's a great way to be assured that you're going to get the message you're supposed to. They're using starlight 
but the starlight also has something in it that helps these communication and higher aha moment cognitive moments occur so this morning i'm thinking about what we talked about i did my baking bit william took care of the rest of the business and at 8 30 I got a chance to go down to the beach and pick up plastic off the beach. So I walked from second street down to the Hermosa pier and I filled a, you know, plastic shopping bag with plastics. It just happens. There's plastics everywhere. Now I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm just, you know, it's a nice way to spend some time outdoors. So lo and behold, from the opposite end of the beach coming at me was a beautiful young lady who was picking up trash and she had a plastic bag and she's heading down towards me. We stopped somewhere in the middle between my bakery and the pier out down on the shore where the waves are. And I said, how did you, how did you make out today? I didn't even say, hi, are you picking up trash? It was like, how did you make out? And so she showed me what she had and she goes, wow, you've got a lot more. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm up a little bit higher than you are. So between her and I, we picked up, Every piece of broken plastic, bottle cap, microplastic, everything that was not supposed to be there from Gaia, we eliminated all of it. And it's just a day's worth of stuff that would normally return back into the ocean on the next high tide. So we were able to remove that. But then we started talking. She's received messages over the last three years. She's changed her life. She's running a uh, an awakening clinic at a park south of here on this weekend. She has other friends that are star children and friends at channel and friends that are healers, light workers. And so what's happening right now is all of us are being thrust towards each other. The portholes are opening up. We're going to start meeting more people just like us. And then after my meeting with her and she knows where I work now and she's going to look up some of our podcasts and yada, yada, yada. After I got back, I started getting an enormous amount of texts, emails and WhatsApp messages from people that I know all over the world who are telling me the exact same thing. And this is why I reached out to you to contact you. It's unbelievable what's going on. The affirmations from Gaia and from our celestial heavenly father the affirmations from our friends in the sky, they're all occurring right now. And they want you guys to ride this high note and pay attention to it because it's going to increase. So there's another person who I've been following on YouTube, and I want you guys to go on her site and check it out. She, I believe she's Dutch. Uh, her, the name of her site is called La Mer, L, capital L-E, M-A-I-R-E, La Mer Soulcraft. And she's finishing a 31 or 32-part series about Akashic Records. I don't know. She said that she's been doing this all of her life, and her mother was also a very psychic person. And she was privileged to share those experiences with her mother. But I've been following her show, and she's in Europe doing exactly what we're doing. She's talking about exactly what we're talking about. She's talking about the timeline. She's talking about the Akashic Records. She's talking about how to learn from it and how to apply these things to ourselves. And in today's show, she 
mentioned a very old, old term that I remember hearing from my great grandmother and my and my no my grandmother and my mother's conversations when I was really little. I remember the two of them talking about the veil of forgetfulness. You guys remember this term, the veil of forgetfulness? It's such a wonderful, wonderful way to talk about how children are born and are given the veil of forgetfulness as a gift so that they're not burdened by anything that they were unable to complete in a past life. And it was so refreshing to hear uh, this lady on her show, Lemire Soulcraft, mentioned the veil of forgetfulness because it is a gift that we were given and it's interesting when we come out of who we are and when we come out of our past lives into this life and we want to discover our purpose and to share our purpose and our healing and our wisdom and our knowledge our friendship and togetherness that veil of forgetfulness is put into place so that we're not interfered with but then when we realize who we are and what we're supposed to be doing in this life, then the veil reminds us of who we are when we start to go into our own Akashic record to understand how to put in place the difficulties, some of the mistakes, and some of the things that we are unable to accomplish in past lives or tasks that were given to us. So the veil of forgetfulness starts to lift once more. And it's interesting because we can see very young people who are very astute and very spiritual speak the same wisdom that I myself enjoy listening from you and Vivian and Mary Rodwell and other people that I love and trust. And then I know that the young people are guided by the same experience, by the same veil and by their own Akashic records. And though in some respects, past lives no longer exist because this is your life. Past lives are ordained to reoccur as sort of a memory. And when we are going through the same difficulty that we went through in a past life, we must recognize it in this life as the same test that we've been receiving from our other experiences when we were here before. Now, uh, someone who is very close to me, who knows you, that's been on our podcast, is going through an emotionally distraught period right now. And it has to do with, you know, personal affairs within his social group. It's not a super heavy-duty thing, but it is a heavy-duty thing because it's a big uh, separation change from him for him. And so... There's another friend who has traveled the world and has yet come home to find that there is still a need for some more clarity and some more time off from everything that she's been doing. So what's happening right now is as these portholes of communication open up, remember that they can also be portholes of ascension, portholes of higher learning. If we come to the place where we feel most drawn to, now is a good time to ask for that extra information that will help you from repeating the mistakes that you've made in your past. And because time is in a divergence right now, and we're feeling a very powerful pull from our past, 
our past lives and the way we used to be. And then this pull is pushing us towards this new future of these new humans that we have become. So it's really important right now to take a deep breath, clear your mind, and let the messages from this veil of forgetfulness come back to you so that you can sit like an old friend and have a laugh about them and let these past things through you once more so that you can have yet one more aha moment so that you can protect yourself from reliving the same mistakes and being put through the same scenarios. Now, this touches on the matrix ideology, uh, stuck in a loop or a time loop ideology, stuck into a, a, a controlled future idea. You can break all of those paradigms. You can shatter all of those paradigms and belief systems by understanding now that if you ask, when you look to the stars and you look to the ocean, you look to the mountains and the trees and you ask for this extra gift now is a super, super time for that. I believe very strongly that this is a message that's being sent through us from nearby star systems to other star systems. And they're doing this in a coordinated way so that if, if Vega is sending a message to one of the star systems that's on the other side of Earth, they will also communicate to that star system that this is going to help the people of Earth. Because the animals and the planet are already in sync. They do this naturally. We are the ones that complicate our lives and toxify our lives. And they're honestly, I got a very strong message of our beyond earth sentient friends just being befuddled as to why we complicate our lives so much, why we toxify our lives so much when all they want us to do is to be happy and to be calm. And once we're happy and once we're calm, then we can explore and expose within ourselves the beautiful deeper natures that are the power of the human condition, the beautiful ability for us to express compassion and joy, forgiveness and healing. So let's uncomplicate our lives. Let's open up to these star messages that are coming through right now. And let's start trying to recognize some of these activation portholes that are popping up all over the planet right now. Some of that has to do with stellar light and where that starlight hits the planet. It embeds and it works with the crystals within the earth. It works with the creatures around that area. And then our souls and the meaningfulness of that position on our Gaia will transmute that star energy into a communication porthole. So many of us, many of us are going to be receiving new instructions, new information, and new feelings of hope and goodwill over the next two or three years. And this is a very powerful activation. And I have to say a lot of this has come from that video you put up with the star and it blinking. It is absolutely low, absolutely a form of galactic CLPT. They are reaching out to their brothers and sisters in other galaxies and in other star systems, but they're also putting a message in because when that starlight travels from one side of the galaxy to the other and Earth is in the middle, 
Earth puts its own energy signature into the passage of that message. And so the Earth signature is also in the receiving end. So a Vega sends a message to the Pleiades. The Pleiades will feel the Earth resonance as it comes in with that message. So we're picking up all these energies, all of these resonances, and all this special, special information, and we're streaming. So this is galactic streaming. We're, we're between these giant powerhouses of stars. And our little tiny planet is in the middle and all of that energy is coming and passing through us like a massive galactic wave, but it's all for good. These are things that will not harm you. This energy will not harm you. This energy will help you wake up, breathe and think clearly. So there's a lot of activation going on right now. I understand your use of the word trigger, but I kind of like the word activation because it's even activating people that are more advanced. And I don't well, like to say I'm, I'm more advanced, in, but in if some I don't, respect, you'll continue I am. To go on. <laughs> um, yeah, go the, for it. That's, the that's difference it. to me between those two, and they're similar, yes. A trigger is something unexpected that came your way that caused you to have some thought form where um what was the other activation activation is intentional we seek activation we don't seek triggers because we don't know until they happen to us but i have a few things and some observations the veil of forgetfulness it's been a long time since i have heard that but i understood that and you did a great job explaining it for others who may not have heard that before but when we reincarnate, that's that blanket that kind of erases your memory banks in order for you to reset them, to learn the lessons that you signed up for and focus on them, and perhaps follow up on lessons you did not complete in the last one, like you had referred to. Now, with the, the changes in energy, because uh, everything you talked about to me was energy related. This um, veil is thinning. Yeah, right. it's going to be right. lifted entirely for sure, but it's thinning. And that's why people whose vibration are starting to rise are starting to see in that you know, thing. I see it as ether. You know, when the veil comes back a little bit, here's some, you know, it's almost ether that you get to see into. And there's form in there once you stop to research it, but you can't do that until you're aware of it. Right. Then um, these portals you're talking about where they're, you know, popping up in new areas. Over the course of my visits to Shasta over three years, I first went there not knowing I was seeking energetic things, but that's what I was finding on the mountain. And that's what kept, got my attention. Each year I went back, there were more. And it was like, they weren't a secret anymore. They're meant to be found. When the time comes, the people that vibrate properly, are. it's going to be important for them to know where these are because they're direct connections to like multidimensional overlaps. Um the bottom line is that yeah you've asked us all to consider the things we need to be aware to get there but without an awareness of these things in the first place until somebody brings them to our attention in the first place we have no perception of communication 
by CLPT until Dave came along and helped us understand it for the first time. Now we know what to look for and how to interpret it. But um, that's more of what I think, you know, when we always talk about how we can help others, it's always we need to build this back on fundamental information. So here, without that fundamental knowledge of CLPT, and without your explanation before that of what it actually looked like, the diagram you did was precious. It's freaking longer than we can imagine, but we only see it like in the two-dimensional form. Never mind what's behind it. All those codes are there, and they're getting sent to all sentient life. If you dial in to that frequency, you can intercept those messages and translate them if you're capable yourself. So I totally resonate with what you're talking about in terms of, you know, other galactic communication that's taking place. A planet and a star is another form of sentient life. We understand what our central sun is as opposed to our sun and what right. influence that has on us. Right. And just imagine what kind of effect starlight has penetrating the ocean to connect with cetaceans, yeah, dolphins, exactly. and dolphins and whales and walrus, and then all the land animals, the Yeti, the polar bears, the Kodiaks and the grizzlies, the leopards, the cougars, the lions, the giraffe, all of them are receiving starlight messages that naturally connect to their soul. Because they don't, have, they don't have to worry because the animals in, the, who are so connected to Gaia 100% have no Akashic record to worry about. And it's interesting. I never sought activation. What I've discovered with being activated is that it happens. It's yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> it's like I just all of a sudden got activated. And it was like, I'm like, you know, commander data on star trek next gen and they just push a button on the back of my neck that nobody really sees and i'm either turned off or i'm turned on and once i got turned on i just kept getting turned on and turned on and turned on and it's just been one activation after another but i hadn't really put the hadn't really put two and two together as far as stars being beacons of hope and then you know i think of star starlight Star night, starlight, I wish I may, I wish I might. And then I think of the song, When You Wish Upon a Star. So these are all interesting little snippets or tidbits that were given all throughout history to pay attention to stars. Now, we can't necessarily reach stars with rocket ships, but we can reach stars with our minds, our third eye, and an astral projection. This may be a good opportunity for people who want to increase their abilities to astral project, to look at a star, the prettiest one in the sky, that they feel most attracted to and ask for that skill. And, you know, it only takes the speed of light. So it could be, you know, within months, it could be a year, or it could be immediate. But what I'm sensing is that there's a much larger coordination of communication in this galaxy that goes far beyond what you feel in your heart. This is almost like since the, since the very beginning of the creation of everything that we can 
cognate. There's always been this ability for us to connect to this magical language of stars, but not really taking the time to either look at it and think about it or to train ourselves in some way to understand how the stars communicate. Now, I'm going to allow myself sort of a personal journey on this, and I'm not going to research the work of other people that go, oh, light language, star language, you need to listen to this, this person, oh, you need to get this book, or go, go listen to this person. And I'll tell you why, folks. One of the reasons I don't listen to other people's stuff, unless it drops dead in my lap, like Lemare Soulcraft did, I mean, I turned on my phone. It wasn't on YouTube, but for some reason, her channel showed up. And this is, you know, what they do with our electronic devices. They'll give you messages on them all the time. And they'll always be good. It'll never be something bad. So what I'm going to do is just tell you guys a quick little story. You know, Van Gogh and Gauguin were very good friends. And... Go, I believe it was Gauguin. I don't think it was Matisse. Gauguin was poorly. He had like tuberculosis and he was living in, in uh, Paris. And Van Gogh lived out in the country. And so when Gauguin came to stay with him to recuperate in the country, uh, Van Gogh took down all the different paintings and works that he had done and put up a series of three or four large sunflower paintings. And Van Gogh's Sunflowers are very famous. And when Gauguin had stayed in this sunny, well-lit room overlooking the countryside, he indeed recuperated because he was showered with shimmering yellow light, showered with wonderful, positive, fresh air, and his artist friend who stayed downstairs and made him chicken broth. So the object of this is after he had been healed he and van gogh sat down and they talked about surrounding themselves with themselves it was a very philosophical conversation between these two french impressionists you see when you surround yourself with yourself and things that are of great similitude and of great personal knowledge you somehow keep yourself from growing so what I'm doing is I'm releasing everything that I, I've done and saying, okay, I'm not going back there because today and tomorrow and every day afterwards, something is going to activate me to bring me closer to the divine truth of existence. Because, you know, I, I really hope everybody's paid attention. I mean, I, I've had to go back and correct a few folks saying, you know, oh, please, you know, watch number two of the four-part series I did for Lowell and his community because that answer's there. And, you know, if you just listen and go back and listen to how the system works. Um, and then, Lowell, you know our friend that has computers? This is one more example of the synchronicity. You know the friend that did that computer thing you shared the email with me because I was looking for sites in Europe? Well, she got back to me and... Uh, she had some very helpful tips about finding personal contactee that have their own site. So I'm going to use some of her search tips. And she might be uh, uh, be on our show sometime on uh, Star Chat. 
Uh, she's gonna. She did copy me on it. Yeah, that girl's a pro when it comes yeah. to searching oh, she... algorithms. Yeah, she's really interesting. I like her too. I mean, she's uh, she likes animals, and she's getting off to the country for the weekend. But uh, she's a really interesting person, and she's very thoughtful, and she's well spoken. And you know, what a pleasure it is to speak with anybody of command with of with their own language. But this was another synchronicity where I wasn't sure if she was gonna uh even respond but then she turned around and said oh yeah i've enjoyed you know what you've had to say and i don't know if i'm ready to take the next step and i've discussed this a couple times lately that our friends above know that it's a freaky far out weird experience it can be scary for some and it can be uh exhilarating for others and you really, it's one of those things that you have to really want. And to put it in a nutshell, the only reason they came to see me is because I wanted to meet them so badly. I had used, I had focused all the energy that I could possibly summon to send them a psychic message every night for months, 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 and months until they showed up. And boy, did they. So now... I don't want to go back to anything that I did yesterday. So I'm still working on my projects. Hopefully I'm going to be able to release some work this year for publishing. And it takes me a little longer because, you know, I'm a little slower and I've got a business and uh, some things to support and some people that I support. So I'm going to focus as much as I can on just my own experience. And I'm really limiting my intake except for Chantal, Robin, Vivian, and Lemaire Soulcraft. Boy, has she got my attention. And I think all of you guys are going to resonate with, with her message because she sounds just like all of our friends. We are we're all speaking the same language. And funny enough, Lowell meeting this gal on the beach who was picking up trash. Uh she she knows everything we know. I mean, she draws from the same overwrought lexicon of of dialogue that all of us in the community use. But as far as tribe goes, I think tribe is coming up with its own language and it's based on the way your heart feels. It's a it's you know, based on pumping yeah. human. It's that human rhythm that just you can't beat it. You're and, reporting more tribe that's showing up. You're telling us examples of some new tribe that's showing up in response oh to something that we put out there. Yeah. And that's great. Um, it, it wasn't that they didn't come without questions. And that's great. That's why we're prepared to be able to start to talk to them in terms. But I can't love you and appreciate you enough when you talk about the importance of discussing things that are freaking happening now. Right. Not 10 years ago. Um, and there was another instance this week. Some a dear soul to me in Mount Shasta um, it has found uh, some uh, tracks of learning that she's into and they're meaningful for. Her. And apparently, you know, they speak about, you know, 1930s Shasta. I understand there's 33 books in the series and it's seven hours to listen to. And so when she sent it to me, you know, my first thing was, 
You know, oh, really, I don't have seven hours to spend. And if you or, can really appreciate for sure. a moment, how many of these things do you think people send me a day? Because I get a few every day. I don't have the time to track it down, but I come from the same mindset that Dave just described. I'm on my own path, guys. And you should be cheering me on because the things I need to learn for the tribe are unique to me. I got to get these lessons done in order to be useful to everybody else. And so do you. So the more time you spend on your own game and less listening to somebody else's, including ours, the better off you're going to be. Right. Okay. So this is funny because this is like Star Chat's my show. And so if I recommend somebody that I want your tribe to tune into for 30 seconds and see if any of it vibrates with you, then I'm going to. Now, when it's this kind of off the cuff, hey, let's have a Zoom call and and put it up, don't put it up, but let's talk about this. I don't mean this to sound the wrong way. Because I think when people recommend things from the past and other people's work, they mean it from a, it comes from a good place. It's like, this helped me and I want you to read it. And I kind of think, okay, but then wait a minute, Uh uh-uh. because I'm only like one of 100 people on the planet that has not only photo evidence of being visited, but I'm like only one of a hundred people on the planet alive today that have been off this planet at least three times in three different ships with photographic evidence on each journey. Yeah. So don't recommend a gosh darn book that's 25 years old about blippity blap. And I like Billy Meyer and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, come on guys, you're not helping me any. I'm not interested, nor do I have the time. And I really appreciate it. But there's where I what's, just what's, wait, you, wait, just two seconds. What's really helpful is ahead. if they themselves tell me something that happened to them that week that they there went out go. and they said, oh, again, this happened to me. I'm a member of this tribe. This happened to me. I'm not going to come on and go. I really like the work of blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? <laughs> so, you know, I know there's the face, folks. It really gets to me. So just say. I went outside. I looked at the sky and I felt this way. It doesn't, you don't have to come back and say, I think I saw a ship. Just come back and, and leave a comment that says, this is what I thought last night. Because we want to keep everything that we're experiencing in the now. This is something that our friend Robin will remind you guys about is that everything is in the now, this right, this moment. And I've said it to you in the past, folks, the past is a great gift. It's where you put everything that no longer matters or that's negative. You put it all in the past because that way it's in the past. It'll never reoccur. It's trapped forever in the past. <laughs> so anything negative, please put it in the friggin' past so that every day blossoms into a beautiful gift of new information, new feelings of hope, joy, and bliss. Right? Tell us about how you grounded yourself yesterday. Give us a cookie recipe. Give us something useful. Which no, is- no, no, no. Don't send me recipes. I don't have That's, time to kidding. look at that either. I'm just kidding. But, but no, it, it's will- really interesting. We want people to just talk. If you're tribe, well, tell us what's going on, tribe. Exactly. Don't get on. Don't get on and say, I like this program. It's just- your experiencers, 
That's why you showed up in the tribe. Share right. your experiences. And that's not a book you read claiming um, knowledge right. from the expert author. Right. Screw all that, guys. We're trying to get you all to your own level of what your individual mastery right. is. And it doesn't come with that pedigree of everybody else you thought you read and wrote about who was this alleged expert. You're an expert. And we're trying to figure out what you're expert at. So stop paying attention to everybody else's journey and focus on your own. Bloody marvelous. Well said. And, and it can only be said that way by you. When I say it, it comes up, it comes up gobbledygook. But uh, bloody hell, people. It's about you and us at the same time. It's about all of us at the same time. The more we practice at communicating valid information about your thought processes and what you're thinking and feeling at the moment, the sooner we can do this and bring this reality closer together, then we create a zenith point. This is when we train other people how to do that. So when a million people out of the 7 billion that live on this planet, a million people can think one thought over a 30 second period of time and the whole world will change. Yeah. See, the yeah. closer, that's a good point. You know, the we're not closer we like, exercise, bring this information to a more timely, relevant matter. The past is no longer relevant this moment, and then the next moment of this moment is all that's important because this is reality, not the past. This little tribe's beacon was lit so that other people could come here and get lit and then go back to their tribes and ignite them. No one's asking you to come back here every week because you think that there's another potion that you need to receive from us. It's not like that. You'll get what you need here. And like Dave said, the activation will take place and then you'll go away with stuff you'll want to share and what the rest of your tribe is supposed to resonate with because all of a sudden you find some other people that do resonate that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny because there's gifts, guys, gifts, uh, literally gifts that are probably worth a lot of money on the market, right? When you could go out and, and go go for a walk on the beach, pay attention to your environment, pay attention to how you affect the environment around you and take your shoes off. Go for a walk in a dirt road in the countryside nearby. Take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. Feel a moment. And then get back to us tomorrow in the chat section where you guys can leave a comment and tell us how you feel. Tell us about yourself. Tell us what's made you feel connected to Gaia. Tell us relevant information so that we can rejoice together that we're all feeling and understanding the same stuff. Because, you know, a couple of nights ago, Lowell, I was thinking of calling it quits on all of this. Just no more podcast, no more doing stuff with you. Just, you know, because I I put the information out there, put it into practice. Don't watch it and then come back and ask questions that you would have already known had you watched the whole process. So there was something that I wasn't sure I was going to say again, but I'm going to say it. Be careful what you wish for. Though I know that at many times I am being manipulated and they always do it in a gentle, kind way. 
and they always leave me with some sort of a higher return. The gain is higher than the giving. So there's always a benefit that comes from their controlling me or contacting me or speaking to me. You know, I'm very blunt. And so my bluntness comes up like absurdity or comes up like anger or like I don't care or have feelings. You know, recently somebody accused me of not having feelings and I, I asked myself what the Buddha would say. And the Buddha just laughed. I saw an image of Buddha's kind face laughing. And that and in so itself I, was the other person's feeling. <laughs> and I'm and I and I so I just started laughing. So they had accused me of of not having feelings. And so I just started laughing. I goes, gosh, can you imagine uh what a what a crippling hell that would be to go through such a beautiful planet with all these amazing creatures and loving, beautiful, amazing human beings all around us, you know, God bless them. And not have feelings. Can you imagine living that kind of life? You'd just be a psychopathic Nazi that doesn't care about anything. So he came to was, Earth to participate in the physical part of it and to oh, enjoy the beauty of it. See, so yeah, you, you laugh your ass off when when people go, "Oh, it must be nice not to have any feelings." It's kind of like, "Oh man, you know, <laughs> that's an interesting observation." But it's because I'm blunt. And I've also been accused of being cavalier and nonchalant about, you know, my relationship with Beyond Earth Sentience. Well, just go on anyone's channel and go see, go on to, you know, Becca B's channel or go on to Vivian Chauvet's channel. She interviewed me once or twice. And the truth is out there. I, I'm not the only egghead standing on a stage going, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was taken away on a spaceship and they're called interstellar conveyance. They were very friendly and I had a wonderful experience. In fact, I'm healthier and smarter than I was ever before. You, you just don't get on a stage and do that. And there's no way to come across. So be careful what you wish for. For all of you people that want to have higher cognitive values, higher abilities to feel everything that's going on all around you, do you know how much pain passes through my body when I see Be careful humans what you wish for. Behaving the way I, I, I can't believe the way humans behave. And you know what kind of emotional pain that causes me? But I have to let it pass through me. Because there are things that I cannot change, but only pray for. Do you know how much pain I feel when governments are using every piece of heavy equipment they can to mine diamonds out of Mother Earth? And the huge cavities and scars that are occurring in the toxic pits, the acid pools, the, the massive tire dumps that are burning in, in Dubai. I, does anybody, you know, have any idea about how painful that stuff is to watch, especially after spending a third of my life working with wildlife? So think about this. I No, I, I don't no, want to think about that. <laughs> no, fucking think about it. Because, you know, I when I open an organic pie shop so that pregnant breastfeeding mothers wouldn't transpose, transfer pesticides to their children, Right. I don't like rather hear that. Well, it's like I don't make any fucking money. I do it because you've got to not just talk about it. You got to do it. So I've done this for, you know, 11 years now. And I'm going to change the nature of that too. I have some things that I have to accomplish. And there's a lot of educational stuff that we can be sharing about the earth right now. But so there's a lot of pain. And when all you see all these horrible things, you, you have to let it pass through you.
and only do what you can do because you're only one person. The reason that any of this is interesting is because I had this really rich, uh, varied, eclectic, and accomplished life before Kim Jim showed up. And then we asked them to come and they came down. And then when they came down, I didn't regret it. But for the first four years afterwards, I remained absolutely silent publicly about what happened to me because it took me that long just to come back down to earth and be normal. Right. Yes. So that's my experience. And everything worked out okay. I have all my higher functions plus. I have all sorts of gaps that I had all throughout my scholastic history have now been filled, especially in uh, mathematics, geometry, higher geometry, trigonometry, calculus, all of it. Has all those gaps have been filled. So now that I know all of that extra stuff, you know, the only thing any of the experiences that I've had have, have, have done for me, you guys, is to validate that the earth is alive and that we are being blessed and that all humans are angels and we all have an opportunity to have this amazing, loving, blissful life every moment of our lives by forgiving everybody all around you truly forgive all of them and only do what you can do and so the last thing i'd like to share is william my son rescued saved and healed a baby house finch and house finch have a beautiful red hood on them they're little finches they kind of look like sparrows but they have a shorter sharper beak well, there's a nest in our Chilean mesquite and 20 feet above my head. It was time for the chicks to learn how to fly. And so mom picked the, the two chicks out. One of them went zipping off with mom. The other one fell down and landed hard on its head. And so it was kind of like its head was wouldn't stop wobbling. And so William and I picked it up. I made him make his hands really warm and he put the finch in his hands and held it to his stomach under his t-shirt and it's freezing cold outside. So then when the sun finally came into the garden, William sat like that for 40 minutes. And when the sun was warming up a part of the garden where the nasturtiums are, he took the little finch and put it down in the sun and he sat quietly next to it. Well, he sat there with that little bird for an hour, sending it healing vibrations and vibrations of safety. And it flew straight up 12 feet in the air over the fence, landed in the sand next to our dragon fruit on the other side of the garden fence and sat in the sun for a half an hour. And he stood out there with it to make sure that the crows didn't eat it. The mother and the other juvenile came back landed next to this little baby finch and all three of them flew off together. So it was a late bloomer. It was some two hours behind its brother. And yet the brother was ready to fly, but the, his younger brother was two or three hours behind him still needed a bit of warmth and a bit of flapping practice. 
And my son, by holding this little bird, had managed to correct whatever injury it had occurred to it that wouldn't cause it, that was causing its head to shake without stock. So William is able to transfer healing life energy through his hands into animals. And this isn't the first time I've seen my son do this. Some people would call that Reiki. And Reiki so, isn't of course, limited it's, to humans. It's a, it's, okay, so Reiki is a Japanese study, and it's called Reiki, and it has that sound because it's Japanese. All right? So, yeah, it's the healing life energy. Yeah, exactly. Reiki, it's Reiki, energy manipulation. Reiki is the name of that practice. Yes. All right? But the energy is not called Reiki. Reiki True. is the practice of channeling healing life energy. All right. So when people say, oh, I'm sending you good Reiki. Well, they should be saying, I'm sending you, <laughs> I'm sending you healing life light from the center heart of the universe. Right. Don't send me the name of a study. It's like saying, I'm sending you Buddhist philosophy. I'm sending well, you Taoism. Isn't that something you perform, right? So how can right, I send so you is, something you right. perform? <laughs> so, but so my son is able to channel that life energy in his now moment and he helped that little bird finish being birthed into this reality well, i'm not a, surprised i've been around your son's aura and i know what's there and look who's just landed in the garden right there is the same little bird there he is there's a piece of driftwood there see him flying no yeah, he's next to the he's next to the pond on that piece of driftwood. I see like I'm looking at a window that's two inches maybe by three inches. Yeah. But I love yeah. it when you want to show me things like so, that. <laughs> so he's back. This little bird's he's just come back. Awesome. Hi, Yumi. Well, this is home. The nest is there. Right, and he's just gone back up into the tree. So this is the little bird that William held on to and healed. I, you know, so this morning I had to call you up and say, look, tell everybody there's a bunch of portholes opening up for, for communication. Ask and it'll be given. And there's if we just slow down, then we have all of these beautiful trapped moments in time of the now to see all these little miracles that can happen all around us. And so while I can't, while I can't, change the terrible things all over the world alone just me right now alone i may not be able to change all the bad things but i can bear witness to living miracles in the now about life and so it was such a beautiful morning so i wanted to tell you about all this life energy and all these great experiences that are going around just here today i you know it's like the good news channel when you turn on the TV and, hi, everyone, little Timmy learned how to ride his bike today. Mr. Johnson rescued a, a drowning dog out of the L.A. River. Isn't that wonderful? Just find a channel and turn it on. And it's called like the Good News Channel. And all it is is stuff that's life affirming. You know, it's such an original idea. I don't know why we don't have that on cable TV. Well, I think that I certainly had friends that had... Uh small neighborhood newspapers back when that type of thing was important and that was their theme 
And, you know, it was tough for them to make a go of it. So I understand the overall themes in trying to promote that because there's no drama in it. Right. Wow. Yeah, so it's been a, a an amazing day of, of communication. And, you know, I really dig your tribe, okay? And I know there's, there's always going to be two or three people that don't really mesh. I forgive them because you know, it's like, um, I think you know, it's because that I, you... it's, it, that's me being a, that's me being, you know, a prick. No, uh, no. no, it's no. only because whatever it is, I can't get the same message across to everybody. You know, we, it, I don't think you're any, not supposed any of us to. Can. Well, we all have different you know, receivers anyway. So when I, when I talk about science and we love him because he is, because he can say the things in the way that only Dave can. Now, when you were talking about some observations people were making of, about you, uh, I saw them as here's a series of 3D labels that they wanted to attach to Dave. But always when I hear somebody shout out some statement of judgment, what always wraps into my head is what we see in others is a reflection of ourselves. And so I always kind of think of who that person is and how, who they really are when they point that gun at you, because that's really the observation about themselves. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's just so wonderful to hear. Um, Think of it that way. You know, really in a lot of cases, the bullets that come our way weren't meant for us. I learned that lesson. My first week as a desk clerk in a really expensive, busy hotel. And one guy who had every right to be pissed off got pissed off at me. Now, the assistant manager is watching me over my shoulder, and he's watching me handling it as much dignity as I've got because, you know, I can see this guy's attack. I, you know, I sense this isn't about me. And when the transaction came and went, that's exactly what my boss said. Um, now, it just so happened that I came in my shift the next day, and it coincided with this guy's departure, and he apologized right. because it was the rigors of the freaking road that got him to the hotel that pissed him off so much that I was going to be the guy he unloaded with, and that I already knew it wasn't about me. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I think um... – one of the things that I would like to also learn and, oh, interestingly enough, this young lady, uh, Heather was her name that I met on the beach picking up trash. She said that one of the people um, that was going to be at this thing on Saturday down at the park nearby was going to be talking about the sacred union and the, the feminine masculine. I looked at her, I said, oh, the Harold's Camos. And she said, yeah, as it was like, she was so surprised to hear me know what that term meant. And I said, you know, I, I, I don't know a lot about the Harris Gomes, but I, I understand it. And I, and um, I've, I've looked it up. I've read it. And I also have a couple of friends that, that teach uh, the, the Harris Gomes and the understanding of the, 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 the feminine masculine and the need to put the goddess back in the temple. You know, our country needs a mother, God bless America, but we need a mom. I, you know, 
for all you macho dudes out there in Ascension land, I'm going to tell you right now, this country needs a mother, but we don't need just any mother. And we don't need a Democrat mother or Republican mother or this mother or that mother. You know what kind of mother we need? We need a mother that's got three kids from two different guys that holds down two jobs, gets her kids dressed and to school on time, cooks their food for them, and makes sure that she takes them out to the museum and the park, things like that. She's a single mom, and she probably doesn't get too much assistance from the state. California looks like a real green state for social assistance, but it's a real nightmare to try and get a penny. And so I'm looking for a kind of mom that can raise her kids with dignity, put them through school, get them to school on time to see that they graduate high school with nutritious food and give them lots of love and hold down a couple of jobs. That's the kind of person we need as president of the United States, not some gosh damn blowhard who's a specialist in, in world diplomacy or any of this other crap that's going on. I can't change these things either. But as a 58-year-old male who's been happily neutered by species from other worlds, I'm, I'm totally not interested in a relationship with anybody because I'm so damn busy and I'm so damn happy. It's like, you know, I, I have a hard time equalizing the idea that somebody coming into my life is actually going to make me happier or make me more fulfilled because the gifts that I get every day because of my relationship with beyond earth sentience, because I wanted to be a loving person, the gifts are unimaginable. And did you see that 1400 carat fire agate that I yes. showed you and Robin last night? Yeah. And I just picked up 144 carat blood red tourmaline and it's got these flashes of violet. And, all, and this is just from walking on the beach. So I looked up extra large fire agates of that kind of gem quality, because that's at least a thousand carats of pure gem quality fire agate. Zero. It looks like yeah. right now from all my research is that I have just found the largest cabochon cut natural piece of fire agate in Southern California history. And so it's like this shit is happening for a reason. Yes, all, these, all these minerals, these gemstones that are falling in my lap. This is very interesting stuff. And so I know that I'm blessed and I'm extremely grateful. So all of the messages that all of us can be receiving, all the things and the gifts that we can be receiving all come from what? Our consciousness, our thoughts. Our thoughts follow us throughout our day. Make sure that all of them are pleasant things. And if you can't be pleasant... Keep your mouth shut. Okay. I feel like this is a natural place to stop. Sounds good to me, dude. This has been a lovely chance to catch up with you outside of the norm because there well, was so it much was almost going on. Like we were sharing green room discussions in this session today. So it, I'm well, going yeah, to, uh, we yeah. should post this up as your, this is your weekly podcast. We just have to title it differently. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is yesterday's show. And look, exactly. I'm sorry. Sorry if uh, I've offended anybody. There's nothing I can do, but I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. I am not going to take emotional responsibility for what you think. And this is really That's important. It's not on you. 
Yeah, yep. it's really important, folks. Don't take responsibility for other people's emotions. No. Right? Don't take responsibility for other people's emotions. You know, Be yourself. When they, their lens, when they look at you, has its own little subset. And it's their notion that they came up with, not yours. And it's not up to you to change it because you've got your own focus to maintain. Damn, Don't worry brother. About how just, other people yeah. see you. Man, I am just doing my own thing. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's full of love. That yeah, thing, it's full of love. And I love you. Love that tribe, too. I'll talk to you guys later. Ciao. Thank you. you. Peace up.